the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Well, like it or not, here we are once again. And I'm assuming, since you're listening, you must like what we've got to serve. So thank you once again for being here. I am the Bowtie Guy, your host. And uh, it was pointed out to me by my friend Patrick that I'm um, supposed to be the bow tie guy, but during the month of December, I tend to wear neckties because I've got a lot of Christmas neckties. So taking a tiny bit of break from the bow tie guy uh, activities, but still the moniker remains. So I'm here uh, by myself tonight. Uh, I was going to record with Bev, but then uh, we had a late dinner and started watching TV and the next thing we knew it was close to midnight and Bev was like I am out of here so uh, I said yeah go ahead and do that and then I started watching TV and then I remembered oh my goodness time to record a show so uh, it's one of those late night recordings that you may know me for but we're going to roll with it uh, I am glad to have you here because uh, it means that you care a little bit about the show. And one thing that you can do if you do care about the show, tell people about it. Let people know that the show is out here happening and that they can uh, listen in as well. So uh, share a link with them in your family sharing or on your Facebook or your Twitter or Instagram or wherever it is that you share things, let people know that this show is something that goes on and uh, have them give a listen so we can have more listeners because the more people that are here listening, the more lives that can get touched. Uh, another way that we are trying to affect people's lives and, and bring a positive change into them is through Messed Up Ministries, which uh, is the producer of this show. And Messed Up Ministries has a brand new home. We uh, are right now closing escrow uh theoretically it happened on monday uh, i have not gotten the paperwork yet but that is what the plans were was for it to close on monday so uh, i do have the keys so we've got a building uh, in ridgecrest to do ministry out of and we are ready to get started on the nehemiah project if you're not familiar with nehemiah in the old testament nehemiah was uh, the fella who went uh, back from Babylon to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls and undertook that great project. And we are going to rebuild the walls of our building because our building is in need of a lot of repairs. Uh, one of the things that we need for that is your financial support. So we thank you for those of you who have joined us as rebuilders and for those who are interested in joining us as rebuilders, all of your donations are tax deductible and all you've got to do is text the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA and you can help to send people into the walls of the prisons of California and you can help us to rebuild the walls of our building here in California. So it's easier to remember 760-WALLS-CA and that helps out the ministry more than you might be able to imagine. I can't say for sure because I'm not sure what your imagination is, but it is very, very uh, appreciated. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who has taken the time to join us and who might be starting uh, on a new journey with us as a rebuilder. Uh, all right. Another thing that I like to do on the show is try to remember the things that I do on the show without saying another thing I do. Uh, my, my big word of the week this week is something called modicum. And a modicum is a, a small amount of something. It's like, you know, a, a little bit of something. We're hoping to have a modicum of thought on this show when it's just me on a late night. 
But if you can use the word modicum in your sentences this week, give yourself 10 bonus points every time you do and know that you are impressing your friends with your fancy language and your um, elevated way of speaking. So uh, thanks a bunch for doing that and making the world a little bit better place, getting those big words out into practice. And now on with the show. Uh, This has been a big week for us uh, at Celebrate Recovery at Prison Fellowship at Messed Up Ministries. We have <laughs> all three ministries that I'm involved in have big things going on. We we just had our Angel Tree Party last week, and Bev will be on to talk about that coming up in our next show. And we uh, got the building for Messed Up Ministries that I just talked to you about. And then in Prison Fellowship, we were able to launch a new Prison Fellowship Academy in the Prison in Tehachapi, California Correctional Institution. It's CCI in Tehachapi. We're out on their Delta Yard, and we are starting a brand new academy. So we had our first two classes on Saturday and Sunday, and I got to say, it did not meet up with my expectations. Um, we had done some stuff in Tehachapi on different yards, and when we had had our Hope events out there, we were out on yard called Charlie Yard, which is a level three yard. And the people there seem to be a little bit more squared away, I guess. Uh, the, when you get into those higher yards, you do tend to see a little bit more um, of a, a, a regiment being followed and uh, just things are done in the proper way. And if you get into the lower security yards, sometimes things get a little bit lax. And so Uh, The Delta Yard is a lower security yard. And so I was just thinking, you know, it might not be the same dedication, but I was absolutely blown away by these men when they came in on Saturday afternoon. They were so ready to just be part of God's word. And we talked about expectations and why people were in the class. And so many of them just said, you know, I heard that this was a class uh, where we were going to be learning more about Jesus, and I was all in. And I was just really knocked out by that attitude, by that way of thinking, by that approach to life. Uh, We had several guys in our class that are lifers. They're serving life terms, and yet they were still there just to learn. And and the, the beautiful thing about a lifer is you know that they're not there for the credit to get time taken off their sentence because there's no such thing. They're just there because they want to participate. And that was awesome. And participate, they did. They dove into this uh, class headlong. Um, it was a bit disorganized. We, uh, we had a lot of things that didn't go the way we expected them to go. When we showed up on Saturday afternoon, uh, first of all, they were doing some road construction, so we were a tad bit uh, pressed for time as we were getting there. We, we got to the facility on time, but after you go through all the gates and the sign-ins and everything like that, we were not uh, right on time at the chapel that I would like to have been. And uh, then there was some confusion over how to get um, our attendance sheets and just uh, signals that had been crossed. And so it was a little bit confusing. It was a little bit chaotic. It was not 
done exactly the way I wanted. And, and one of the things I don't like to do is have a misstep to begin a new project or a new program because people take that first impression and then they think, well, what am I really getting myself into here? But we found the guys were extremely, extremely uh, cooperative and patient with us as we went through, um, I guess, learning curve and trying to come up with answers to questions that we had some answers for and we didn't have some answers for, for some of their questions. But the great thing was that they still stuck with us. Uh, we had uh, a count that had to go through and then all of a sudden uh, they had to do a recount and so we had to hang out for longer than we thought and it was cold and foggy up into Hatchby. Uh, then we came back the next day and, and more guys came than were there the first day. They, they invited friends to come and, and grow the ranks of the class, which is always a good sign when people come and then not only they come back, but they bring someone else with them. That's a good sign of approval and uh, an indicator that something went right in our original uh, class. Our second day, we were greeted by the sergeant and he said, uh, just so you know, guys, uh, it's going to be a little bit uh, different because it was foggy that day and they had to do a fog count, make sure that everybody was there and that nobody disappeared in the fog. So I said, okay, now, this is my first experience with an outdoor prison, a prison that has you know outdoor areas in it. Most of our prisons or the prison where we work, uh, it's all indoor except for their exercise yard. So we've never had to worry about counts. Uh, but they said it's going to take a little bit of time. So we were supposed to start at 2, and the fog count was happening at 2.30. So they said we'd be done, you know, by about 2.45. So we just hung out. Um, and I noticed something interesting. When, when I hang out now, when I've got time to kill, my first instinct is reach for a screen. And when you're inside a prison, there's no screen to reach for. You have to basically just entertain yourself with a book or conversation or just sitting there. And uh, our prison fellowship guy was, was off talking to the sergeant. Bev was feeling tired because of our Angel Tree event uh, on that Friday before this weekend. So she was kind of just sitting in a, a pew in the chapel taking naps. So I just sort of just paced and, and walked around and went outside a little bit and got cold and came back inside a little bit and uh, just moved around. But 45 minutes of that. And then, then the guys finally came. And then we found out that there was a second count they were going to be having. So we were going to have to let them leave early. So instead of two hours with the guys, we only got about 40 minutes, 45 minutes with them. But it was so amazing. We sang and did worship. And just seeing these guys throw their hands up in the air and just worship the Lord with all that they had. And, uh, you know, just yelling out the name of Jesus in the middle of worship was just, it was so powerful. It was so encouraging, so uplifting, so wonderful to be able to participate in that. And I was just so super thankful that we were able to get this class started. It's been a while that we've been trying to get this going. And not everything lived up to our expectations. <laughs> so so that's, that's a little story about expectations uh, for the first half of the show. What I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go get another uh, beverage because my mouth is dry and I'm trying to keep myself going without croaking. Uh, so I'm going to throw it to our song of the week. This is a song that's a little bit older uh, song. This has been around a, a little bit uh, of time here. But it is uh, called Down Here 
All right, the band is called Down Here. The song is called How Many Kings, and it came out in uh, about 2008. So I'm going to give you about 30, uh, 90 seconds of this song. We'll be back on the other side. I'll talk to you about what I think about this song, and we'll talk to you some more about things that are going on and meeting expectations. So right now, here's Down Here with How Many Kings. kind of interesting what happens between uh, hitting stop and hitting record again as I go into my break and uh, listen to the song and look at the song. The, the, the internet says the song was released in 2008, but on when I looked on iTunes and started playing the song to refresh my memory on it, it shows that it was uh, played on or released in 2009. So anyhow, somewhere around the end of the aughts is when it was released. Um, and it looks like people are sending me texts for some reason in the middle of the night. Uh, I don't exactly know why, but uh, uh, thank you for that. Uh, people who are sending me texts, we'll turn that off and see how it goes. Uh, the other thing I learned when I went on to iTunes and listened to this, there are two versions of this song. They have one uh, called uh, How Many Kings Reimagined at the end of their uh, Christmas album that they put out. And uh, it was quite different. Also, because it's a shorter song, they don't give a full 90-second preview on it. We got, I think, 49 seconds, so I apologize for giving you a little bit less of a break. If you listen to that and normally do something, uh, if you didn't get a chance to do everything, I apologize uh, for that confusion, but uh, there you go. That's the song. Uh, I dig this song. I, I hear it every year on Caleb when they do their Christmas stuff. And it just, uh, it, I, I just enjoy it. I like the, the harmonies and sound of the song. And the, one of the things that uh, jumped out to me is just the whole concept of the song is like, you know, how many kings would do the things that Jesus did for us? I'm watching the World Cup as we're recording this. Is, the World Cup is going on and it's, it's happening in the um, uh, country of, of uh, Qatar. And this is a, um, it's a little bump on the, the eastern side of Saudi Arabia, kind of sticking out into the Persian Gulf. And it's a country that's not known for being progressive, for being kind, for being... Uh, even honest, and, and there's a lot of controversy around how this World Cup was granted to Qatar and the shenanigans that have been pulled by the government of uh, Qatar. Thousands of, of people lost their lives in the building of the stadiums and the infrastructure for this uh, World Cup, and it was just sort of swept under the rug and lied about. 
And I was watching a documentary that had one of the um, spokespersons for the Emirate uh, there talking. And, and it was obvious to me that this guy just didn't have a clue what honesty was. It was, it was vile and repulsive to hear him talk. And he tried to put on a, a smiley face and and he said stuff like, you know, our country is known for its hospitality and you'll see how hospitable you are. Yet people have been uh, abused in their country. They're things that we look at as, as rights. They look at as crimes. Um, the way that they treat women is in many ways reprehensible. Um, and I'm, I'm no fan of, of alcohol or beer or Budweiser, but, uh, you know, they, right at the last minute they pulled the, the sponsorship um, from uh, the, the, the folks at Budweiser because they, you know, they don't allow alcohol in their country. And uh, they, uh, several countries were planning on wearing rainbow armbands as a protest for their civil right um, record with uh, homosexuals. And uh, they, they threatened that if anyone did, FIFA threatened to give yellow cards immediately to the captains who did that, even though these were armbands that have been approved by FIFA, you know, the same body. So it's it's just, when I look at this guy talking on this uh, documentary, I think, what a, what a clown. I mean, I just had such little respect for him. And this guy that I was listening certainly wouldn't have done the things that Christ did for us. And and in the chorus, it says, how many lords have abandoned their homes or stepped down from their thrones? How many greats have become the least for me is the line that just jumped out at me. And I, I started thinking about myself and, and, you know, these are the things that Christ did for me. And I can be all snotty and highfalutin towards this guy in Qatar that I don't even know. Um, and then I think about myself and what, what do I do for, for someone else? And, and I, I'm not saying I don't do anything, but I'm saying I could do more. And um, when I truly think about, when I humanize Christ, when I put myself into what he did, and I look at it as not as as this is a guy who is immortal and all powerful, but I look at it as this is a man. And then I try to wrap my little brain around the things that he did for me, even though we never met. It is truly humbling and just I get this this feeling of how amazing of a God we serve when I think of what Christ did for us. Tonight in my class at the prison, we were talking about fear. I um, have a, a thing that we do in class and I ask them to bring a verse for the date. And what that means is you look at the, the number of the date and then you bring a verse from the Bible that corresponds to that. So when we went to the class on Monday night, it was 12.5. So I asked them to bring a verse from uh, the Bible that was, you know, whatever book 
verse chapter 12 verse 5 and and one of our men brought a verse that talked about fear and we we had a discussion about what fear is and how it looks and who should we fear and you know we have this fear of the lord because he has power and dominion over us and do we fear humans and do we fear evil do we what are things that we fear and it was a good discussion and a powerful discussion to have in a prison to talk about fear and it it was interesting to me because these guys got really, really serious about what it was that we were talking about. Before that, we had been sort of cutting up and laughing and some of the class was paying attention. Some of the class was distracted, but we got into this and it just, everybody, just their focus came in as we zoomed in on what Christ was telling us and what God was telling us through his word. As we talked about fear, one of the things that we talked about is jumping into our fears. One of the inmates commented that he was the kind of person who would just jump into a fight if someone, you know, his family was being threatened or there was danger or whatever. He said he, he didn't care. He would just jump in and he was commenting that he had been stabbed several times in fights and he just, he, he wasn't uh, controlled by fear of physical harm. And I thought to myself, what would make me do that? What would make me jump into harm's way? And I told him, I said, Tweety, Tweety is his, his, his name in jail. I said, Tweety, no offense, but if, you know, if, if, if something broke off and, and there were knives being thrown, I would have to think before I would jump in and, and interfere with a person coming at you with a knife. I said, now, if, if someone was coming after my wife, it, there would be no hesitation because I would do whatever I could to protect her. But, but you know, someone who's not as close to me, even though I, I, I love this guy, Tweety, I, I, I'm very fond of him. He's... He's a great guy and he pours his heart out. It's just not the same as my wife or my child would be. And we we were talking about, you know, who where that line is, where do we jump in? Where do we where do we give of ourselves to have somebody else benefit or to to stop harm for them? And and you know, I mean, Bev and I are happy to jump in and and do ministry. We love doing that, but going to prison and, and doing ministry is not the same as jumping into the middle of a knife fight and that physical bodily harm that might cause more fear. Yet I don't fear going into the prison and my wife doesn't fear going into the prison and and I don't fear leaving her if I have to go and pick something up from one of the uh, COs at the prison. I, I have no qualms about leaving my wife in the room with these men who are in there for multiple years, many of them in there for uh, being responsible for the death of another human being, and I don't worry for her safety. But where is that line of what we would do for someone and for who we would do it for? That is the question that we were looking at. And I think to myself in this song, you know, how many kings would come down and do that? And Jesus did that for me before I was even born. 
before we had any kind of relationship, before I had declared myself to be a follower of him, he declared himself to be a protector of me. And that, my friends, that is humbling. That shows me just how great God is. And it just makes me, it doesn't make me feel small, but it just, I feel tiny compared to the greatness of God. Not unworthy, just it just blows my mind. I mean, I, I'm amazed when someone comes and brings cookies to my door. My neighbor at some point this year, Christmas, my neighbor, Karen, is going to come with a plate of cookies and I'm going to tell her that she's wonderful. And I'm humbled that she would care enough to bring me cookies. And Jesus gave his life for me. He jumped into the knife fight. Jesus jumped into a cross fight, a true crossfire to take my sin. And that's that's just amazing. It's just amazing. So anyhow, down here uh, is a song. I, I went a long time talking about that and rolling on about a lot of different things. But uh, check that out and, and check out the alternate version of it on their album. It was uh, it was pretty cool. I was going to give it to you uh, for our song of the week section, but I just decided to give you the, the radio one that you might be more familiar with. So we were talking before the break about these expectations of things that, that go on. And we just have to be able to roll with punches, I think. It's, it's so important. Uh, you know, we were talking in the prison tonight again about this, you know, whether you're responding or reacting. And we've, we've talked about this on the show before, and it's a common topic that I discuss in recovery ministry. Um, but it's, are we using that, that lizard brain to just have a, a knee-jerk reaction to something? Or are we having something that we've planned out in advance and, and we've worked on and we've rehearsed and we've practiced and now it's just an automatism that happens when we need it to? I watch a lot of sports and the great teams, their players know what the other people are going to do before they do it. They know their teammates so they can be somewhere before the ball is thrown or the puck is passed or the the, the the ball gets kicked in their direction. They know where to go because they know what their teammate's going to do. They, they can sense it because they've practiced it. They've rehearsed it and they understand what it is to have that happen. And the more we can be able to be flexible, to roll with the punches of life, the more successful we're going to be because things do not go the way we planned. Uh, one of our earlier shows, um, uh, episodes on this show, was the theme of it was that expectations are premeditated resentments. And I truly believe that, that when I get my mind made up on something, it doesn't go the way I want, then it, it makes me feel resentful towards the person or the situation or the people who didn't make it happen. And I can get grumbly and grouchy and, and feel negative towards them and start wishing ill will in their general direction. That's not the way that Christ would have me be. That's not why Christ died on a cross for me is so that I could be cranky to other people. Um, but it's, it's something that I do. And so I, I try to avoid those expectations and I try to just look for the good that happens. For the music that gets played after sitting in an empty chapel for 45 minutes on a foggy Sunday afternoon in Tehachapi. 
for the time I get to spend just hanging out with my wife, doing ministry. The thing that I love the most is the thing that she loves the most as well. And we get to participate that and that's together. It's such a blessing, such a joy to be able to do that. I'm just really, really thankful that I have that opportunity in my life to share that with my wife and to share that with these men and and to have this podcast to share with you. I'm also thankful for the other ministries that I do, including Messed Up Ministries, where we try to take messes, turn them into a message for people, not just on this podcast, but in life as well. And we've got our new building, trying to think of a name for it right now. I'm just calling it the Messed Up Ministries building, but we'll get together and, and figure that out and come up with a name for it. But we do have a name for our people who are helping us, and that's Rebuilders. And I'm inviting you once again to become a rebuilder in the Nehemiah Project to help us rebuild the walls of our building. If you live in Ridgecrest, you can go down. It's 442 West Ridgecrest Boulevard. Go check it out and, and see what's what. This coming weekend uh, for the East, or the Christmas Parade, we'll be handing out free coffee with Starbucks at our building. So come check us out. Come uh, just you know, shake our hands and say hi. And uh, if you want to participate, you don't have to be in Ridgecrest. If you want to participate in our rebuilding project, you can just text the word MUM to 760-WALL-CA and join our rebuilders that way. Another thing we've got coming up, uh, we don't have a date for it, but we're going to be doing a 5K run, which will be a virtual 5K, so you can run it where you are. You can run it here in Ridgecrest with us. We'll be going, uh, starting at the, uh, uh, I think we'll be starting at the Mum Building and going in a circle, but i got to map it out and see. We might have to start five kilometers away and, and end, but we'll, we'll be at the Mum Building uh, to end the 5k run and, and we'll do that online as well as in person. So that'll be another fundraiser for us. But, uh, we just are so, so thankful for everybody who participates in our ministry. We could not, it, it just wouldn't be the same without you. And, um, know that you make me smile just by downloading this show and listening to it, just by sharing with your friends just by posting online something about it. just it, it makes me feel like, okay, I've done something worthwhile and uh, that you appreciate it. So thank you so much. Thanks for being here. Uh, keep listening. Next week, we'll have Bev talking about our angel tree party. We have some reflections on that. And uh, in the weeks ahead, we've got some Christmas stuff coming up. Some uh, people who are going to talk about a missionary trip they took to uh, Louisiana and some various other things. So really excited about that. New Year's is coming up. Uh, the band, Mercy, is crowded in here. We'll be playing at our New Year's Eve bash, and we'll be doing uh, some Mercy Me covers and some David Crowder covers. We'll also be doing that world-famous sober karaoke that we love so much at our Celebrate Recovery here in Ridgecrest. So be looking for that New Year's Eve night at RCA Church. Uh, six o'clock until midnight mark your calendars come on down family event everybody's welcome have some fun watch people do karaoke with no liquid courage in them it's a beautiful thing hey folks i'm looking at myself here talking and rambling and i can see i've run out of things to say and my lips are just going because it's late so i'm going to cut it off right here and i'm going to tell you thanks for listening and we'll see you next time we mess it up Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info 
at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Hey.